Hey guys, it's Jeremy, and I want to welcome men from all over the world to this global men's live stream. Now, why a global live stream? Because we are in a global moment. Right now, the COVID-19 pandemic is pressing the pause button on the life we thought we would be living and forcing us to embrace a new normal for an unknown period of time. Now, while this pandemic is unplanned and unwelcomed on all levels, it is also unsurprising to God. That's right. God is not shocked or surprised at what is taking place. You know, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Now, when confronted with life-stopping circumstances, taking courage in God was Jesus's recommendation. Now, how could he say that? What does he know that we need to know? Now, Jesus says this because he knows that God's plan and purpose is not limited to any circumstance in your life. In fact, God has a plan he's delivering right now in the midst of this pandemic, and you and I are part of it. So, for the next several weeks, we're going to shift our normal programming and explore how every man can connect with God's plan for our lives in such a time as this. We are praying that's what happens for you, because here's the bottom line, guys. Either we will discover and embrace God's plan in the midst of this pandemic, or miss it, by ignorance or by choice which will describe you after this circumstance has passed and you find yourself on the other side of it. How did you handle it? How are you different? What new perspective did it bring you? How will you be different going forward? Now, during this time of confusion, panic, and uncertainty, do you know of anyone else who might need some hope-filled clarity? I'm sure you do. So take a second and share this live stream and do it right now because everyone in your life could use some real hope from a real God who really cares for them. Now, let's join men's expert and pastor, Kenny Luck, live from the Everyman Studios for this exclusive global men's live stream, The Corona Chronicles, God's unplanned plan for our lives. Hey, good morning, guys, and welcome to the Everyman Men's National Livestream. Uh, my name is Kenny Luck, and on a typical morning, I would be here uh, at the, the Crossline Church uh, Fellowship Center with a big group of men, but as it is right now, I'm in the studio here at Everyman, and I'm just with the crew. Uh, it's not a typical morning, and I know it's not a typical morning uh, for you. It's sort of like our lives were like a set of bowling pins, and... Uh, it's, it's all neatly arranged, and then the unplanned and unwelcome bowling ball of COVID-19 came through and just kind of messed everything up, and the only problem is is that uh, the reset button uh, isn't working, and uh, we're trying to figure uh, this out. It's sort of like God has uh, pressed the pause button on our lives, and when things like this happen that you can't control, a virus you can't control, and consequences you can't control, you can look at it with uh, two different sets of glasses. You can look at it from a natural and practical perspective, uh, which is, I'm not at work, I'm upset, I gotta worry about groceries, when are we gonna get testing, all that. Or you can put on a supernatural and personal set of glasses and ask yourself, what is God up to? You know, when Jesus came to earth, and he was on his journey as a man to accomplish God's purposes before he went back uh, to the Father. He had to endure a situation uh, that no one could have predicted, no one wanted, 
And, and that's the cross, the journey of the cross. And no one looking at what Jesus was going through at that moment looked at it and said, wow, uh, there's a lot of purpose in that. In fact, they kind of probably shook their heads and they said, you know, nothing, is, um, nothing really good is, is, is happening here. But at the same time, God was at work. God was moving. God was accomplishing all of his purposes for our salvation and for our redemption in that moment. And so that's kind of the mindset that I want you to, to put on uh, as we kind of walk through this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, when the pause button is pressed, just think about when you press the pause button, um, whether it's on you know your, your remote or your phone, um, you press the pause button to stop playing a story or to stop a flow or to stop a process uh, or to stop a song uh, to accomplish something that is in that moment more important than the story ongoing or the song ongoing. And then you come back to the story. And I believe that that's what this situation is. It's, it's God giving us a divine opportunity to press the pause button in our context, especially as men. And there's something that he wants to accomplish. Now, here's the goal of this men's national live stream. We're all seeking that thing that he wants to accomplish in all of us. And for a lot of us, that's confusing and unclear. But I believe that, that this morning, we're gonna get some clarity uh, from, from God's word. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at kind of what, what circumstances are and mean and what they can and can't do from God's word. And then we're gonna hear from a guy in quarantine from the Bible and kinda get into why God allowed that situation to happen and, and what was he focusing on while God had pressed the pause button in his life and what was God seeking to accomplish uh, there. And, and then we're gonna make some, some application. And so uh, if you're watching this, there should be a download notes uh, button uh, that you can press and you can get the notes for this. If not, you're taking notes, uh, you can just write what I'm gonna say down, watch the screen. We're gonna put some fill-ins on there that you can take down, or you can just sit back, relax. But the first thing we gotta talk about is circumstances. What are they, all right? If you have the notes on your notes, it says that circumstances are the sum of the essential and environmental factors connected to your life. And right now, the sum of the essential and environmental factors connected to your life is what's going on around you and then what's going on inside of you. Like I said earlier, there's a virus you can't control that is creating consequences that you can't control, which is creating a future which you can't control. Uh, and while the circumstances might appear to be negative, right, just like when Jesus was hanging on a cross, appeared to be all negative and no positive, um, we need to tell ourselves and remind ourselves of some truths about when negative circumstances uh, come upon us as men of faith, all right? And if you're watching this and you're a man of faith, just kind of tap, tap your chest and say, I'm a man of faith. Because the Bible says that God uses all things, he works together all things for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So that promise in the Bible is true in this negative circumstance. And let's just talk about for a second uh, what negative circumstances can and can't do. Number one, 
Negative circumstances possess, do not possess you. They might possess your body, all right? They possess my body. They don't possess me, right? So I'm in a circumstance that's negative, but you know what? That circumstance stands apart from my mind, my body, my spirit, my attitude, and my responses. It's just a circumstance, all right? So that's number one. Negative circumstances possess my body. They don't possess me. Secondly, negative circumstances define my environment and not me. Sort of similar, but it's just something that's happening. What's going on out there is separate from what's going on in here and how I look at things, all right? Third, negative circumstances affect the temporal, not the eternal, right? Just because my life is disrupted does not mean God's purposes are. And again, I go back to the gospel and the person and work of Christ on the cross. That was a massive disruption for people following Jesus. It didn't roll out according to their expectations. They were, they were expecting the lion to come and take over, but the lamb had to sacrifice himself for our sins first, and then the lion would come. So we have to get our arms around that, that just because my life is disrupted does not mean that God's purposes are being disrupted. And then fourth, negative circumstances impact, impact my plans, uh, not God's purpose and love, right? Again, this is all connected. My negative circumstances possess my body, not me. They define my environment, not me. They affect the temporal, not the eternal, right? God's eternal purposes are moving forward and they impact my plans, not God's purpose and love. And I, that last point, uh, God loves you. God's love is, is, remains outside of what you're going through. And the fact that God's love is at work and operating right now means that he has a loving, intentional purpose that you don't want to come out of this circumstance without. Um, and I look in the Bible and I see how God presses the pause button on, on all these great men of God. Press the pause button on Moses. Moses took him out of his life, put him in a new circumstances. David, press the pause button, took him out of his life, put him into another circumstances. Elijah, Daniel, Joseph, all right? To accomplish certain purposes in that pause button moment that nothing else would accomplish. One of those guys was, was Jeremiah. He had a set of expectations uh, that weren't being fulfilled the way he thought that God was gonna fulfill them. And then you see this transition in his relationship with God and his circumstances, and it's articulated in Lamentations chapter three. It says this, I have been deprived of peace. I've forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped from the Lord. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Listen, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Isn't that exactly what is happening right now? God is moving in Jeremiah's time and he has this expectation and all that he had hoped, it seems like everything that he had hoped for from the Lord is gone. Those are his exact words. The life he thought he'd be living is gone. And then as a man of faith, he's processing the circumstances and he goes, yet 
This I call to mind. And that's what God wants to speak to you and to me right now. He wants you to call to mind that because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed by a circumstance that possesses our body, but not us, that defines our environment, not us, that affects the temporal and temporary, not the eternal, and it may impact our plans, but it doesn't impact God's plans. We're not consumed. And I know that that's where a lot of us are right now. I mean, we're watching CNN and Fox and cable news and we're consumed by it and we have to wake up early and go to the grocery store and we wonder if we're gonna have enough milk and all these different things. We're consumed by this. And yet waiting for us this morning is this, this wonderful truth. And that is that God's compassion and love is waiting for us right now. And like Jeremiah said, they're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That is what God wants every man watching this national live stream to seek, all right? You wanna seek God's faithfulness and seek God and do what Jeremiah does. He says, so I say to myself, God wants us to say to ourselves, the Lord is our portion, therefore we will wait for him. Now, it's not, it's not waiting the way we think about waiting, where it's just like, okay, uh, let's see when this rolls out, when the testing comes out, then I'll get back to my normal life. That's not the waiting that Jeremiah is talking about. Waiting on the Lord is actively seeking the Lord in a circumstance and trying to discover what his game plan is for this exact moment. So that's just kind of context with respect to this circumstances, all right? It's this, their circumstances are the sum of the essential and environmental factors. That's COVID-19, all right? That's our circumstance. But let's get our minds right about this negative circumstances. It doesn't, it does. It possesses your body, it doesn't possess you. It's your environment, it's not you. It affects the temporal, not the eternal. God's eternal purposes are being worked out right now and they impact my plans, but not God's plans. So let's seek God's plans. Now, as we move forward, we have to ask a question. So what is God up to right now? That's the question we all wanna answer. Okay, Kenny, great. Um, you're kind of shifting me into this faith mindset that is going to start seeking God in the middle of this circumstance. Uh, but what is God exactly precisely up to? What does he want to accomplish in me? And that's the question we're going to spend the rest of our time on. All right. And I thought it would be good to hear from a quarantined man who experienced God's power and plan in amazing ways in the midst of his quarantine. Now in the Bible, much of the New Testament was written by a quarantined guy. His name is the Apostle Paul, and he wrote what we call the prison epistles. And if you have a Bible handy, uh, pull it out and turn to the book of Philippians in the New Testament, because this is a book written from quarantine. Now, Paul didn't have COVID-19. He didn't have another disease or virus, but he was contagious, all right? He was infected by his identity with Christ and the Spirit of God. And that was so contagious and such a threat to people in power and to governments and, and organizations that, that were threatened by this wonderful good news about Jesus that they chose to put Paul in a, in a Roman jail cell. And, and that's kind of where we're gonna roll the film uh, in Philippians chapter one is we're gonna take a look at this man in quarantine and God has put this in the Bible for us for this moment and wants to speak to us 
through his word, through a man and a leader who is in quarantine. And the first thing we gotta recognize that God is up to in the middle of this, and if you're taking notes, write this down, is that God is making us reevaluate our relationships. God is making us reevaluate our relationships. Listen to the Apostle Paul in quarantine talk and think as he, as he shows us in Philippians chapter one. Starting at verse three, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. He's talking of his friends. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me God can testify, listen, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Isn't that what circumstances like this do? It kind of it prioritizes things. It's just like everything that we used to think is super important kind of pales in significance to what really lasts, which is God and people. And if you're wondering why you're in this circumstance and why God has pressed the pause button, and why has God has stopped business, much of it, stopped your career path, stopped allowing you to get in your car and go make calls or, or show up to your place of work or business. His primary purpose is to get you evaluating your relationships with him and with other people. Now, you don't wanna miss that. You don't want to kind of just roll through this thinking, naturally and practically versus in faith and supernaturally and personally. God is making us through this circumstance, pressing the pause button on what we thought, the life we thought we'd be living, to live the life he's calling us to live, which is to focus on our relationship with him and our relationships with the people in front of us. I was just talking with my producer, Jeremy, before we came on this morning for the, for the live stream, and he was just saying, man, I just hope that God will help men realize who's in front of them. And I said, amen, brother, that you would kind of take a long look at the relationships that you had. You see, this circumstance put Paul in a situation where he's just like kind of stepping back and reflecting and going, man, I may be materially poor right now, but I am relationally rich. Can I just ask you a question? Are you materially rich and relationally poor? Well, God wants to change that. He wants you to become rich in the things that last and the things that matter. That's your relationship with God. He wants you to be rich spiritually, to give you time to spend time with him and rich relationally with, with your family and with your wife and with your kids and to do different things. And, and you know what? Embrace that. Set aside the world. God's got control of that, all right? And he's giving you this little window to get out there and to do things that maybe you haven't done in a long time. And I know right now there are some of you, you haven't done some things with your kids that you can do now and you haven't done in a long time. There's some, there's some things you can uh, do with your wife, like talk and be in the same place and serve her and help her that you haven't done in a long time. So what is God up to in the midst of COVID-19? 
Well, I am confident because his word tells us that he is making us reevaluate our relationships. He's, he's moving us to reprioritize what we think is important to what he thinks is important. Secondly, God is bringing us to a new level of love. And these kind of domino into each other. So if God is making us reevaluate our relationships, then he is bringing us to a new level of love. And you know, it's not love the way you might think. It's not erotic love, oh wow, it's COVID-19, I'm in the house, you know, she gets it, I get it. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna nest, we're gonna huddle up like that. No, love in the Bible means that you say no to yourself and say yes to other people. This opportunity that we have is really an opportunity from God to serve our families and to serve the people around us. Look at what Paul says just in the next set of verses in Philippians chapter one, verses nine through 11. And this is what he hopes from his quarantine away from uh, his normal life with the congregation that they'll do as he's absent from them. He says this, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. If you're watching this, just say more and more, ready? More and more. Paul says that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ Jesus. Listen, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So Paul is praying that from his quarantine, from this group of people and their quarantine from him, he's praying that God would bring them to a new level of love. Now, why is God pressing the pause button on your life? Because all of these other activities that we think matter so much, all right, are not greater than God's priority of your capacity to love. In fact, that's the purpose of life, is to know God and to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love others the way you love yourself. And what I love about this language is that this love that God is calling us to is rooted in Christ, filled with the fruit of Christ. Well, how did Christ love? He loved sacrificially. And I love that image of God pressing the pause button. He's giving us a chance to love people better. And there's this picture of being filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ himself. So what's the fruit, right? Well, fruit reflects the source, right? Banana trees make bananas, mango trees make mangoes. God's man reflects the character and conduct of Christ. That's the fruit, right? So why is God pressing the pause button on your life? He's giving you a chance to become like Christ, to love like Christ, to shine the light of Christ in this situation. So don't come out of this without more of Christ in you and a new level of love in your relationship, right? What else is God up to? Number three, God is accomplishing the unplanned plan. Okay, isn't that the truth? I mean, I'm Thursday mornings, I'm supposed to be at my church, Crossline Community Church in Laguna Hills with a room full of men. And then I remember uh, as this crisis was kind of imposing itself on us, God spoke and he just said, you know what, your job is to call together the men of the country. And I'm like, Lord, really call together the men of the country? Why? Because they're gonna be home. <laughs> God was giving me a little bit of insight like, hey, I'm pressing the pause button on their life. They're sitting in chairs around their house. They've got their coffee cup. They have time 
Um, the world has essentially stopped. People are sheltering in place like we are in, in Orange County and all over the world. And uh, we get a chance to just sit back and listen and allow God to accomplish something else, something in us that our regular routine would not. And this is the unplanned plan. Listen to what Paul says as he continues the conversation in Philippians chapter one, starting in verse 12. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, listen to this language, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my change, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. And I, and I read that this morning and I went, whoa, right? Paul says, it's exactly because of this negative circumstance that he's in a position to influence. Now, just to give you a little context, he's in a Roman jail cell and there's someone assigned to guard him, right? So he's quarantined. There's someone he's stuck with, all right? And, and God is going, hey, there's your ministry right there. He's, he's kind of stuck with you and you can talk to him and you need to influence him for me. And what happened is it, it was like this, this little explosion of impact. It was like a blast zone of impact from a quarantine, right? Sounds like an oxymoron, but not because, not, not, be, not, not in this circumstance, because God was at work, right? And he says, what has happened has actually served, he's even surprised, to advance God's purposes, right? So Caesar's household, the whole palace guard, it emanated from quarantine, right? That's how powerful God is. And can I just encourage you? There is an unplanned plan right now that's going on. For some of you, it means that God is calling you back to simple faith in Christ. God has pressed the pause button, and it's sort of like when dads say to their kids, hey, can I have a word with you? Even on this men's national life, this is different to you. You've, you've, you've never joined a, a spiritual discussion you know, as a man, but I'm here to tell you exactly what God wants to do. He's calling you back to himself. He's asking you to recommit yourself to him and to his purposes and to his son, and to loving him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to loving your neighbor as yourself and, and whoever that neighbor is right around you. You may have thought, oh, this is a new season for my life and I'm gonna be doing this professionally, right? God's saying, yeah, that's part of your life, but the main purpose I'm calling you to right now is you need to refocus on me. So when I release you back into your life, right? We're good, right? You're loving people differently. There's an unplanned plan. I love the language that Paul uses. He goes, it's because of my chains. A lot of us feel chained to our house, all right? Chained to a circumstance that we're not really appreciating, but it's all by God's intention and by God's design. God's redeeming this situation, and it's because of COVID-19 that you and I are having a conversation, and God is speaking to you right now, and he's saying, I want you back. I want a full commitment. 
I want you to rededicate yourself to your relationships and to a new level of love. And to me, that's the first step of the unplanned plan. There are other things that are specific to your life I don't even know about, but you know what they are. You know the areas of your life that are out of alignment. And God's saying, hey, this is, this is, this is the mechanic right here. You're in, you're in the shop, you're in my shop, and we're gonna fix some things so when you go back out, you're different, right? Don't leave this situation without discovering what the unplanned plan is. And I know that the first part of that plan is that you recommit yourself to Christ, all right? Number four, God is revealing and purifying my strongest hope. In this situation, it's, it creates its own sort of pressure, doesn't it? Like stuff you can't control creates a little pressure and a little anxiety because you know our normal resourceful self that preempts pressure or preempts circumstances, that's out the window. You can't control anything. And so that creates a little bit of pressure. That, and, and it's not that pressure is bad, pressure is good. Things change under pressure. But more importantly, pressure, listen, pressure reveals substance, right? It's like this COVID-19 situation is squeezing every man's insides out, right? It's like a tube of toothpaste, right? You squeeze a tube of toothpaste, what's inside comes out. That's what happens when a man is put under a little bit of pressure. You actually get to see and what's, what's inside comes out. Jesus said, good things come out of the good man because of the good that's in him. Evil things come out of the evil man because of the evil that's inside of him, right? And so what's inside comes out, our character gets expressed under pressure. And I don't know how you guys are handling all this, but I'm sure that a lot of you are being challenged, right? You're used to being at work during the day, now you're at home, a lot of you got kids, or a lot of you are not used to spending the whole day with your wife. I mean, like the other day, I was like kind of transitioning from, oh, okay, I'm not really at work, I'm at home, and. And you know, I was you know gonna take my bike in to get it repaired, and she, and my wife looked at me and said, "Kenny, we're here, and you need to be with me. Don't leave, all right?" Some of you guys are like looking for excuses to get out of the house just so that you can be in a situation that's different than where you are, guys. Right? Be with the people God has put you with, and maybe you guys go out and take a walk. That's a that's a great thing. Embrace that, but do it together, all right? Let the circumstance reveal your strongest hope. Look at what Paul says in verses 19 to 21. He says this, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, all right? That's what's inside every believer. What has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, listen, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or by death, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so this circumstance, here's a quarantined guy and he's going, okay, I'm really confident that what has happened to me will turn out for this deliverance. He doesn't know exactly what the deliverance will look like, but can I just say to you that one of the aspects of deliverance that will happen through this circumstance, if you embrace it with the eyes and heart of faith in Christ, is that God's gonna change you. You're gonna have what Paul describes as sufficient courage to embrace things that you previously weren't looking at or were not 
embracing and that Christ is going to be revealed in your body. That means through your life, right? And I love that last line. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain, right? Paul wants his greatest hope. And you know, guys, that's what negative circumstances do. God allows them into our lives not to punish us, all right, but to perfect us and to correct us and inspect us and put us in a new direction to direct us, right? That's what pressure does. Think about what comes out of pressure. Pearls come out of pressure. Diamonds come out of pressure. New men come out of pressure by being putting them in. So don't come out of this situation without your strongest hope being revealed and aligned with Christ, right? Let's talk about the last thing that this circumstance is doing for us, God's purpose in the pandemic, is that God is creating what I'm calling a gospel moment. Write that down if you're taking notes. God is creating a gospel moment. This is probably gonna be my favorite verse of the morning. I would encourage you all to write this down on a three by five card, highlight it in your Bible, memorize this, for the whole duration of when you're at home, all right? Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 1.27. Whatever happens, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. So what you see is Paul saying, hey, it doesn't matter what's happening. Hey, whatever happens to me, I'm in quarantine. I might die, I might come back to you. I can't control that, right? But whatever happens, what's the encouragement? Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. What does that mean? Hey guys, God's calling us right now in the midst of this to conduct ourselves in a way that reflects our faith in Christ. In fact, our faith in Christ comes into view in situations like this, where we know God who is over the earth. We know that earth is broken. We know that God is in a process of redeeming a broken planet and broken people for a day of redemption. And in the midst of what's happening, our faith in that is giving us courage and a new set of glasses. So God wants us to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. What does that look like? That means that we conduct ourselves in the midst in a way that reflects faith in Christ, that reflects trust in God, and where we're participating, right, in the works of God. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. And what I love about that situation is that you see a guy who looks at his circumstances and what he has to do He's not happy about it. In fact, it's the only time in the New Testament where Jesus sees and acknowledges the will of God but doesn't want to do it. He says, is there any way, Father, that you can take this cup or experience from me, yet not my will be done, but your will be done? And that's what the Apostle Paul is reflecting on. He's saying, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a way that's worthy of the gospel, and then secondly, to stand firm in the one spirit. It's almost like I'm just gonna borrow Paul's words, and this is my prayer for you, that whatever happens, right? I don't know where this is gonna go. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know when testing is gonna roll out. I don't know if you're gonna get it or I'm gonna get it. But hey, 
Whatever happens, we're going to conduct ourselves right now, men of God, in a manner that's worthy of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because a man conducted himself in a manner worthy of our redemption and salvation when he didn't want to. And his name is Jesus. And he said, yet not my will be done, but your will be done. That's what God is calling us to. And then secondly, we're gonna stand firm. We're gonna stand firm in God's spirit, the spirit of Christ, striving together as one. I love that language, as one. That's why it's called a men's national live stream for men of faith and men seeking out God in the midst of this. We need to get together, right? in this pressure and we need to encourage one another. So whether that's through a text, whether that's through a men's national live stream, hey, listen, as long as this goes, we're gonna be coming back here on Thursday mornings, all right? And we're gonna be getting together and we're gonna be processing this, all right, as men of faith because God wants to do something. Now, in order to do what God wants us to do, you're gonna have to enter the battle, all right? There's gonna be kinetic action in the supernatural realm for you because you're battling a culture, listen to me, that says that your joy is a certain set of circumstances, that you have to have prosperity and calm and peace in order for you to have joy. You know what Christ says? Christ says that your joy is connected to a certain set of attitudes, all right? It's crazy out there, but because you know him, your joy can't be stolen because God's at work. You're also gonna have to battle a culture that says, hey, you know what? Blame your circumstances for your actions. If you're grumpy or if you're doing stuff that you don't normally do, it's because of this circumstance. And you know, and you hide behind a negative circumstance and justify your actions. You know what God says? Nope, you're gonna take responsibility during this time because I have a purpose and you're gonna act right. You know what another battle is? The message of culture. Adverse circumstances are an interruption. You know what God says in his word? Adverse circumstances are not an interruption. They're an opportunity. And that's where you really need to be seeking God and going, all right, my life has been put on pause because God wants to do something in this situation. What are those opportunities, God, that, that extend be way beyond, all right, what natural and practical considerations are and get into some of the supernatural things you wanna do. You're also gonna to have to, to just kinda of battle this mentality that you know peace in your life means the absence of adversity, right? That's not what the Bible says and that's not what God says. Real peace comes in the midst of adversity. In fact, adversity is the context of experiencing and sensing peace, not when life's a bowl of cherries and you're on a smooth ocean, right? You're going to have to battle that, right? God not only is present in this adversity, right? There's a lot of opportunity in it, and you're going to experience the peace of Christ in this adversity. And then the other thing you're going to have to battle is that this, this mindset that I have a right to complain. Oh man, you know what? The lines are so long and we have to wait so long and, and, and Washington is so slow and all of that. You know what the Bible says? And listen in, men, really closely. The Bible says, give thanks in all things. Give thanks in all things. We can give thanks because of what we're talking about this morning is that God has a, has a plan and you're a part of it. But you have to step up and embrace it. So what's the big idea in this whole situation? If you downloaded the notes, this is the last statement. It says, big idea. And then it says, 
when Earth's worst comes, right? When Earth's worst comes, men of faith overcome. And that's not possible without a firm sense of your own personal relationship with God and a firm belief that God does work all things together for the good of those who love God and for them who are called according to his purpose. Let's go back to Jeremiah in the first passage that we read. He said, because of the Lord's great love, right? That's the predicate, that's the, that's the beginning predicate. We are not consumed, right? God's love is in operation. God's love is at work. God's purposes are at work. For his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. This morning, God's compassions toward you, they're new, but you gotta discover them. How do I discover them? By trusting in him and by turning to him and by talking to him and by asking for him to reveal his purposes right now. And we need to say to ourselves, just like Jeremiah says, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him, all right? Because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. It's not because I have a grocery stockpile or I have a government support check or because I have vaccine and testing that I'm not consumed. When those things happen, then I'll be okay. I don't know when those things are gonna happen, but it's because God loves you, God's made you, God has a plan right now, and you know him, and what that allows you to do is rise above this circumstance right here and connect to the most high God, and you go from being a low-flying pigeon in this circumstance to a soaring eagle. Isn't that what the Bible says? Yet those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not be tired. That passage describes a different dimension. God is calling us men of God and men of faith to live in a different dimension not in the absence of this adversity, but in the presence of it, to reflect Christ and shine the light of Christ. So this is a powerful moment. And as your friend and as your brother in Christ, I do not want you to miss it. So what is God's will in this circumstance? What is he up to? He wants you, listen, we're gonna review right now. He wants you to reevaluate your relationships, all right? You need to start thinking more about your relationship with him right now and your relationships with people, all right? Start focusing on that. What's my relationship with God like? What's my relationship with people like? Second, God is bringing you to a new level of love, love for him and love for others. Remember what Paul said from quarantine. His prayer is that his friends in Christ, that their love would abound more and more in the situation that was adverse. Third, God is accomplishing the unplanned plan. You know what guys, embrace it. All right, you're gonna do stuff you haven't done before. You're gonna feel things you haven't felt. You're gonna say things that you haven't said in a while maybe. But those are the exact things that God wants you to do in the spirit of Christ. And then God is actually kind of realigning a lot of us and he's revealing and purifying our strongest hope. Did you hope in your job? Did you hope in your paycheck? Did you hope in the stock market? All right, did you hope in your routine? Did you hope in going to the gym for whatever? I don't know what your hope is, but I could, I could define what it is by what you discipline yourself to do? Well, God's saying, guess what? That's all out of the picture. I'm your strongest hope. And you need to discipline yourself in light of my purposes. And then lastly, God is creating a gospel moment. And this is what's so important, right? Paul says, whatever happens, right? Conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel, right in the midst 
Men, God is calling us to reflect Christ, participate in the work of God, and calling us to overcome. In fact, that's the last verse on your notes. Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. All right? Jesus knew this day would come for all of us. He knew days like this would happen. But then he says, take courage. That's what God wants us to do right now. He wants us to take courage in him, take courage in our identity, in him, in our future, in him, and begin to take courage through his word and his direction in this time, right? Because, as Jesus said, I have overcome the world. When earth's worst comes, men of faith overcome through Christ, all right? We're gonna pray in a second. Before we do that, after this live stream ends, all right? Download the notes. Here's what I want you to do, all right? If you watched this, I want you to FaceTime somebody and FaceTime a friend, FaceTime another guy maybe who's doing this with you and go through the questions on the downloadable notes, all right? So let's go to God right now, men, and let's not, let's not act like culture's acting. Let's act in the spirit of Christ. Let's pray and ask God's spirit to fill us right now. Father, thank you so much for this men's uh, national live stream. Thank you that I have some new friends who've been watching and their, their eyes are opening, their hearts are opening. There's, there's men in Florida and there's, there's men in Minnesota and there's men uh, in Illinois and there's men on the East Coast and there's men in the South and men in the Midwest and men in the Pacific Northwest. Lord, you know exactly where they are. You know exactly where they're sitting. They're in chairs and they're in their favorite spots and, and they're in their homes and their life has been disrupted, but guess what? Your plan has not been disrupted. And together, God, as a, as a fraternity, as a family of men, men of faith, Lord, we're gonna confess Jesus right now. Jesus, we confess that you are God. Jesus, we confess with all our hearts your work for us on the cross, that you've wiped away our sins and, and that you've filled us with your plan and power through the Holy Spirit and that you have for us this, this plan that you're working out. And so Lord, in this circumstance, I pray that men everywhere will come out of it, right? With the pearl, the diamond, that thing that comes out of the pressure that is beautiful and precious. And that's faith in you. So Lord, help us to take steps of faith today. I know that there are men listening to the sound of my voice right now. They need to take some steps of faith. Some of them need to say, I'm sorry. It's been like a couple of rats in a bag just being in the house and arguments have broken out. And Jesus, you're speaking calm into that conflict in the home. And you're calling real men, men of courage, to confess that and apologize. You're calling men to greater in interactions with their kids where the attitude has been, man, this is a bother, this is upsetting me, it's not my plan. Dads need to connect with their kids have meals, fix meals, do puzzles, whatever it is. Lord, and then there's men who have been far from you and they need to come back to you. And so Lord, I pray that their Bibles would be open every morning. I pray that their prayer times would be rich. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak to us all of your purposes that you want us to accomplish during this time. And I thank you, God that your purpose is being worked out. We give you thanks for this. And the only way we can say this is because you're above it. We give you thanks in this moment for this set of circumstances 
that is moving us closer to you and closer to people. In Jesus' name, and all God's men said, amen. We'll see you next week. We had some very notable members of the fire department step up and say, I was suicidal. Another guy said, I was struggling with post-traumatic stress. And all of a sudden we started talking about it. By not talking, we were killing ourselves. But by simply talking, which for a guy is so hard to, to open up and just really share what's on your heart and your mind because you think you're the only one struggling with it. And, and in reality, we had, well, all of us were struggling with it.